The middle-aged candy store. The middle-aged candy store. Have a good time. Try lemon and lime at the middle-aged candy store. The candy is sweet, it's true. Though it may seem bitter to you. Wave back at the years, the trials and the tears, the cigarettes and beers, the faces you love, the things, the things you're sorry for. Come in for a spell, there's caramel at the middle-aged candy store. seeing you again so soon. It is I, the Baron Kennedy. In any case, the air is just getting brisk enough for my favorite treat of all, fresh butter tarts. There's nothing like it, that flaky crust, that warm, oozing sweetness of buttery filling. It's like autumn in a soft little cup. Here, here, try one on the house. Oh, you don't want to. Oh, all right then. <laughs> I was you once, you know. No, really, I was. I was. It, it was just last week. You, you were in the middle of making dinner, chopping what felt like an endless chain of celery stalks for a soup, distracted by an equally endless number of tasks at hand. Bills to pay, due dates, and other obligations, wandering if you would ever pull enough of yourself together to have an identity worth fighting for, when suddenly a drop of red splashed across your hand. You dropped your knife and reached up to your face, dabbing up your upper lip with an index and middle finger. Blood, of course. You rushed to the bathroom, grabbed a white towel in haste, but stopped when you looked in the mirror, blood dripping from your nostrils like a slow, buttery feeling. A shadowy halo hovered around you, flickering like the light of a fire, and at once you felt a light-hearted disengagement from your mortal body and the ghastly howl of a Thousands of thousands of forgotten, forgotten souls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, now you remember me. So how about it? Just one bite. One bite won't be enough. Oh, you want me to have one first? <laughs> well, I wish I could, but I'm dreadfully allergic to pecans. <laughs> This is Pizza Cops, Episode 2, Pie Hard. Officer Marinera and Sergeant Mozzarella arrive at the crime scene. A pizza parlor has been trashed. There are destroyed pizzas and tomato sauce everywhere. It's not pretty. Sergeant Mozzarella, 
You take the witness statements. I'll survey the situation. Officer Marinera kneels down next to a smashed and mutilated pizza pie. We hear his thoughts. What a bloodbath. Don't worry, little buddy. I'll find out who did this to you. Officer Marinera? What is it? I've got a witness here who says he saw something. Okay, mister. Tell me what it is. The owner of the pizza parlor is played by the same actor who plays Officer Marinera. He attempts to disguise his voice with a comically bad Italian accent. It's like this. I was working on making my pizza pies when all of a sudden a big monkey comes in and smashes up on my store. The actor would like to note that he is one quarter Italian and therefore this sketch is not racist. A monkey? Yes, uh, that's all right. A big monkey. Uh, can you describe this monkey? He was a monkey. Yeah. And he was a big. Okay. A really big. Did the monkey take anything? Like a what? Money, supplies, the cash register. No. Okay. Why would this monkey take the cash register? I don't know, sir. He's a monkey. Monkeys don't need no money. Uh, that's true, sir. Sergeant Mozzarella, you been taking notes? Sir. Yes, sir. Read it back for me. Incident. Big monkey entered store and smashed the place up. Did not take any valuables. Description of suspect? Monkey. Big. Well, sir, we'll be in touch when we have some progress to report. Okay. Thanks for your service. Stupid cops that don't do nothing. Will Officer Marinera and Sergeant Mozzarella track down the criminal before he strikes again? Will Sergeant Mozzarella ever finish her incident report from last time? What would a monkey do with a cash register? Find out next time on... Pizza Cops. So as you should already know, occult evil is against company policy. You just can't possess the customers, Baron. It's creepy. I've received several complaints. This is not a horror anthology. And so, <laughs> a warning, a slap on the wrist, as it were. No, dear. I'm letting you go. You allow me to go? This freedom is false, madam. Even in my earliest memories, I was like this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Baron, but company policy is company policy. There's nothing I uh, can do. This is the most egregious. <laughs> it's a, a violation of justice. <laughs> you think, madam, that I skulk in the mists for pleasure? That I peer unblinkingly through gaps I've chipped in walls for, for amusement? No, Baron, but the damages are another... Think I fancy floating, fancy floating above the aisles with heavy breath, the sound of chains dragging on brick? 
My clock keeps getting caught in the fan, Karen. Uh, this curse, this, this disability. Yes, disability of mine. It cannot be grounds for dismissal. We won't be charging you for the wall or the fan. Oh, I am not convinced you heard me use the word disability. I heard you. Then so you leave me no choice. (laughs) Presently I shall drift from this place, shamble on through the fell winds into the night, to the labor board itself. (laughs) Fine, Baron, fine. But from now on, you will be making an effort to curb your uh, effect on customers. And if I catch you giving away butter tarts again, you will be fired. (laughs) We have an agreement. Good day, madam. (laughs) Oh, God. To go through this every time. This is ridiculous. It shouldn't be this hard to write a story for God's sake. Gentlemen of sophistication, this is a reencountered version of a conversation that happened between me and my two friends when we were ten years old. Gentlemen, gentlemen. We do amuse ourselves, do we not? Indeed we do, Mr. Seamungle, indeed. And so it is with men of wit. Nay, men of knowledge, men of intelligence. Men of sophistication, Mr. Fuss. Sophistication, you say, Gorsi? I dare say you have overstepped a trifle. Faux pas, Gorsi, faux pas! Uh, how so, Seamungle? We are all men of the world here, men a solid ten years of age. Now, now, Gorsi, I'm afraid your britches have ballooned a few magnitudes. Perhaps some suspenders would help, Gorsi, eh, Mr. Seamungle? Perhaps, Mr. Fuss. Now, see here, my britches, are you implying that my level of sophistication is somehow subordinate to that of the present company? Nay, Gorsi. I am not implying as such. I am saying it outright. My, my! Seamungle has bounded past the step of implication directly to impeachment. Then I lay down my catechism as such. What makes me such the subject of derision? Well, Gorsi, it's just your constitution is somewhat... Yes, what, what? Somewhat... Provincial, infantine, unsophisticated. I take exception to that, Seamungle. Ah, an exceptional provincial. And to you too, Mr. Fuss. I declare hereby that I am equal to the both of you in my worldliness. Then I imagine, Mr. Gorsi, you'd be well fixed for a test. We shall quiz him. Pshaw. What test? I can answer any query that you can. There is no corner of human knowledge unlit by the glowing lantern of my mind. Very well. Then, Gorsi, answer me this. What is a cotex? (laughs) Well, 
I know what it is. Do you? I suspect we'll have an answer soon, then. What, Seamongle? Of course I do. What is it, then? It's a bra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, see. (laughs) Poor you. You shall never live this down. Not this. (laughs) Oh, I will. This incident will be forgotten, mark my words. And I will resurface it at a future hour for my own amusement and reflection. Mark my words. Thank you for listening to the Middle Aged Candy Store produced by The Gathering. Podcasts appear every first and third Tuesdays of the month. Introduction and interstitial written by Rachel Perry and performed by Donnie Febbleson and Karen Loomer. Pizza Cops Episode 2, written by Kristen Mueller Heeslip, performed by Tony Calverwell, Donnie Febbleson, Karen Loomer. Gentlemen of Sophistication, written by Donnie Febbleson, performed by Alexander Orchard, Donnie Febbleson, Karen Loomer. Theme music by Donnie Febbleson, performed by Donnie and Linda Febbleson. Come in for a spell, there's care.